0: Yep. There we are, we're live. Brad, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, man, thanks for inviting it. me. Almost got lost. And a cup of coffee to warm me up from the uh, motorcycle ride down here.
1: Dude, the fog was intense. Yeah, very intense. Yes.
0: <laughs> Had to feel my way to Walmart this morning throughout the winter. So where do you want to start? Tell me about the show. Where do you want to go? What direction? I mean, I'd be make a little money off of it, you know that'd be great, but if not i'm I'm just fine doing this to be able to talk when we do our families at work, but sure. how much do we really know about each other or get to talk you know on yeah. a personal level so Cause, but yeah, I I'd, I'd like to see it be able to be able to do something with it at least you know, very satisfied,
1: yeah
0: <clears throat> I don't know if I'll be on a Joe Rogan level, and after all the backlash he's getting right now, I don't know if I want to be there.
1: Yeah, I don't know.
0: I, I kind of think that I think so. Uh, I think that's what bigger said. people. So sure, you know. But I th- I, at the same time, a lot of the stuff they come out with now, it's like if you ever done any wrong, they're gonna find it and use it against you. Know? Yeah. And the latest deal, like with him <clears throat> using the N word, he was u- using it out of context and stuff like describing different bits from Richard Pryor and all that. And I. At the same time, they they're just using it to twist it to get their way.
1: Shame, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's <a> damn shame. <laughs>
0: well, that's cool, man. Uh, so, what was really your inspiration for starting it? Like him and a few others. Like it was the first time I really ever got into podcasts. And that, and also I love like reading biographies. Okay. So just being people talk to people and like I like life experiences. Like so that that was definitely it. Okay. Yeah. And I've, a lot of people tell me all the time, i put a shot, why not? Yeah. You know, it's, not it's not that bad to start up. You know? yeah,
1: they, they make it really easy nowadays. Oh, yeah. You can just yeah. go on Amazon, buy a kit. And
0: That's exactly yeah. what we did, thanks Good to going. my wife. <laughs> <clears throat> so composed and laid back all the time. Because I'm just now, like, I'm about to be 36, and I finally got to a point in my life to where I can, like, not let stuff just... Stress me and just, you know. And you just seem so humble and just, I don't know. And, and, and all. But I think having a lot of hobbies keeps
1: my mind, you know, kind of distracted.
0: So is that where a lot of like the woodwork, so it's more that than also maybe a challenge to challenge yourself, see if you can do it?
1: Sure, to, to kind of get my mind off of, you know, certain things where, where I can just focus on that rather than, I guess, things that may stress me at it yeah it's probably why i wear earbuds all day and listen to podcasts too everybody
0: venting and complaining because a lot of people at our job tend to do that oh yeah 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 well, it's the way it's, nah, i think it's everywhere though it it yeah. is it is sure you know we're all around each other every day so you're gonna hear everybody's complaints and just you know have their bad days so.
1: yeah i've never been one to gossip or
0: get involved in that kind of stuff so yeah I, but like every morning you come in you're upbeat and just ready to go and I'm like I, I gotta I want some lessons How do we do this? Oh, dude, I play
1: drums? yeah, it definitely helps it um
0: i I can get in my own little zone you know and just kind of get along on the way to work in the mornings and it kind of made me I don't know if it was where I was just trying to concentrate on the conversation or what but I get to work and just hmm ah, here we go that I got away from like just picking random stuff trying to go back through the childhood.
1: A little chili peppers in the morning, get oh, you yeah. going.
0: Yeah. Some, uh, I was listening to some 311 on the way home yesterday and heard them forever. Well, that definitely kind of tells you get into that, it makes more sense on why you do all that stuff. Talk to you when, when you come up there. I was like, Man, this is like one of the nicest guys I've ever met. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, Honey, I think the only time I ever seen you mad was in front of her, and i like just seen a look in your eye. I was like, Oh boy, he does get mad! Yeah, yeah. But other than that, you're just a really composed guy.
1: Well, thank you. <laughs> I think a lot of... at it, too, though. Really? You know, yeah. you got to learn patience. Oh, I, I, can, I
0: can imagine. Just my one gives me... There's days where it's like, mm, mm. But having four... Oh, yeah. But...
1: Many a days mm. I just had to walk away, you know.
0: Yeah. She even mentioned I, I was cutting up with her one day when she came in. I was like, is he as lazy at home as he is here, you know? She's like, honestly, if it wasn't for him, I don't know if I'd make it because he's so great with the kids and just, you know, composed, like I said. Yeah. So. I enjoy playing with him. Yeah. Yeah. Not really. <laughs> we're we're kind of 50-50, I guess, me, me and my wife with Hannah. But <clears throat> I definitely try to do a lot of hyping, and kind of hard nose. Sure. I'm not abusive by no means, but just – wasn't ever the one to tell you, oh, you did a good job, or when you did when you cut the grass, oh, it looks good. It just, nah, it looks all right. Yep. Thanks for doing it. The fun dad, or the one that took time to sit down and, whether it be read a book, dad, took time if I asked him. Sure. You know?
1: <clears throat> yeah, I, I think that's what really counts and matters.
0: When I was younger, I mean, you know, we went fishing and all that type of stuff. But mine being a stepdad and coming in when I was 10, I wouldn't really... I don't know. Teenage years plus a guy's coming in when it was just me and my mom. Yeah. For him to stick through it and do all that, you know, says a lot.
1: <clears throat> yeah, that's got to be tough for him too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think any just raising kids that are yours is tough, but imagine it being one to where, you know, nothing. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? You're right. But I'm trying. But <clears throat> you, uh, you mentioned, like, you said you didn't know if you had brothers or or
1: No, I was raised by my grandmother. Oh, really? Yeah, my mom had me when she was 16. And, oh, okay. Uh, she just wasn't ready for kids, so, you know, yeah. she stayed there for a while. with My grandparents and uh, my grandmother, she spent time with me, you know, quality yeah. time. She'd yeah. play with me. Yeah. she let me skateboard in the house. I mean, oh. yeah, it was wild. man. Yeah. Yeah,
0: it was fun. Oh, it man. was funny. See, those little simple things like that. Oh yeah, matter the most, down. yeah, yeah. So no real relationship?
1: We we talk. She comes by, but we almost have to beg her to come by and see the kids. So
0: yeah, yeah. It's and once you get down the road that far, it's kind of hard to. Um, I think it was twenty seven. I was like doing all that, but it's just like we could we could coexist and have some kind of relationship, but the father son thing is just when it's that far down the road, it's it's not needed anymore. You know, there's no way to go back and do it. So my stepdad, when he had passed away, because I would have never done it with him still being there, even though he probably would have told me it'd been fine, I wouldn't have done it just for a simple fact that, you know, it probably would have bothered him. You know, I would think so. So many people I know have similar stories to you and me.
1: Oh yeah, my my wife's got this very similar story. Really? Yeah. 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 She she was raised by her grandparents too. Yeah. Yeah, you see a lot of that, but, you know. I, you and, do. And it, it's still happening, you know. Grandparents, you know, are raising a lot of kids.
0: At the end of the day, too, I think some people just aren't meant to be parents. Yeah. You know, their their personality or whatever, you know. I always worried about that with me because when I was younger or still some now, I guess, I could be selfish. I was like, I don't know if I'd be a good parent or not, you know. It always scared me. I always like kids, but, you know.
1: I think about that too. You know, what if I would have had a kid at sixteen, I wouldn't have been ready. Oh you no, know, definitely not. It was a mess. You know.
0: Yeah. I mean, sixteen. I mean, even when you have them, I didn't. We didn't have Hannah until I was thirty-one years old, which we wanted before then. It just didn't work that work out that way. But you know, even when you have them in your early twenties and stuff, you know, there's so much more growing up you got to do. Oh yeah, yeah. Your mindset
1: is yeah, not there.
0: No, not at all. So. I think maybe in a way that was God's way of letting me, you know, have her a lot, a lot older. Yeah, definitely because uh, I definitely say since I've gotten in my thirties, a lot of things has changed, mindset, perspective on on everything really. I guess so. Sure. Definitely improves you as a parent, for sure. <clears throat> well, dude, tell me about your truck. I haven't seen this truck, the one Braden's working on. Yeah, that's yeah. funny you ask because he just messaged me because he just got the transmission up there last week, and I was asking did he have a trans mount for it, and uh, I couldn't remember if we got one or not. But him and Peyton are supposed to be getting the trans put in, and once we get that done, we can measure for the drive shaft and order it, and then he can do the uh, put the new rear end in it, and then just just really button up the small things from there, and then getting it running, and then cool. hopefully come to see you and Jason Oden and get it painted. What year is it? It's a 92. 92, yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Just a I, regular cab? Yeah,
0: or? regular okay. cab, uh, fleet side. Okay. And um, what did it come with, 350? It had the 305, 305 in it, actually, okay. yeah. I think it was like the 308 rear end or something. But my my dad bought it bought that truck when I think I was 16, he bought it for me and then I got it and I don't remember what happened if something went wrong with his truck or something but him and my mom ended up getting it because at the time Fast and Furious come out and all my friends had Hondas so I want one of those too to be loud and not go anywhere when you mash the gas so but <clears throat> right before he got too bad off when he got sick. When he got cancer, he they ended up selling the truck. Um, then a friend of mine that actually lives right across from my parents he bought it and the engine went out and it just sat in his yard. I was like, man, you know, I'd really like to have that back, just you know, sentimental value for it. So I was just gonna get it back and do a uh. Just put it back factory, just put a 350 or 305 in it, just drive it because it was my dad's. Yeah. Then I happened to run across a 5'3 for practically nothing and got to talking to Braden. And then that was when Corey was still there. And he had, they all had extra parts for him, whether it were head gaskets, water pump gaskets, lifters, whatever. Uh, Man, just LS swap it. And I was like, well, I'll think about it. I don't know if I really want to go that route. Then I got to thinking, why not? I don't really need it right now. And I could take as long as I wanted to get it fixed or get it going. So yeah. that's how it went. And it started off with, we got some two forty three heads off of like a 08 engine. Okay. Sent them off, had the LS seven springs put in it. And then, um, uh, I just got a LS six cam out of like a O four Corvette that beef it up just a little bit. And then we started up on the engine stand, had it running. And then I got, a. And that was right after I got the engine harness wired to go with it, you know.
1: That was a custom harness, too, wasn't it?
0: Yeah. It, well, it came off an uh, 2 model truck. That It was actually our old parts truck. I don't know if you were there when it happened. It had the Premier stuff all over the side. It was a GMC truck. I don't remember that <clears> one. Yeah. Anyway, it got wrecked. So they left it out there for parts. Well, they ended up getting the transmission out of it and putting it in one of the other parts trucks. Hmm. that Tashunbi drove around the dealership or something.
1: Yeah. I then the engine
0: got out, got taken out. I don't remember what they done with it. And I was like, hey, that harness is still out there. So I went and got in and the computer out of it. And an old, older guy come in on the front counter, and he just throws a harness up on the counter and a computer. And he's like, uh, I need your help on this. I said, well, it looks like you got an engine harness there. Well, he wanted a schematics print out of it. And normally we don't do that, but he was a nice guy, and I went and got—I uh, don't remember if it was Robert or Corey—to print him schematic it was Schematica because he was gonna—he had bought the engine and the harness out of like a van, <clears throat> and he wanted to rewire it to do a swap on something he was working on. So I got to tell him about mine. He was like, "Well, why don't you come by my house? Go to his house. He has like a '57 Bel Air, '69 Camaro, and there was an older—I want to say a '70 model truck." And they were all LS swap stuff. And the truck was for some guy he was working working on for. So he mentioned about doing the harness since I had been nice and helped him like I did. So he'd done the harness for me. <clears throat> and then after that, I was going to bring it to the job. And we were going to work on it there. But I backed out on it because they they told me it'd be fine. I asked everybody from service manager and up. Sure. But I was scared if I took it up there and it got in the way. I want this out of here. We need to turn ours. So that's when I got with Braden when he got his own shot. I was like, hey, would you mind pulling it up there? And then you do it, and then I'll come up there and help you because obviously he knows way more than I do. Sure. And you can and, trust him. He's a good yeah, yeah, he's a great guy, man. And then when he got up there, of course, he starts getting in my head like, man, let's beef it up some more if you're not going to use it for everyday thing. He had an account with Texas Speed, so I got a cam and stuff from them oh, for wow. a good price. So I was like, why not? So I tell him I want a Stage 2 uh, low-lift cam. He ends up ordering a Stage 4, and it's got a long duration on it. So when it sets at a red light, it's going to sound like it's about going dead because the chop's going to be so far apart. Oh, wow. <clears throat> but it's coming together it's been a slow process but at the same time i didn't i'm not in a rush for it because even when he gets finished with it i want y'all to paint it and then after that i'm gonna take the interior out and redo it and i'd like to you know maybe take it to some shows or something just just for something to do yeah. you know maybe take it down the track one time just see what it's gonna do but with it being a truck you know you're not gonna have much traction on it. The truck's never gonna run like a car anyway, but it'll be something fun to play with for sure.
1: Yeah, definitely. Well, what what color are you want to go with it?
0: I guess they stay white. The, yeah. I think it's the Summit white. Like I don't, um, the whole color change thing would be, you know, way too much. Sure. Plus, with you helping me do it, I'm gonna make it easy on you as I can. So. I think
1: white looks great. White with a little tint on the windows. Yeah. Keep and it also clean. I
0: want to go with the, uh, with the old Camaro IROC wheels. They're machine finished with the black, uh, insert in the middle. Okay. So yeah. I think it will go really well together. Yeah. That'd be nice. Yeah. Sweet. Hopefully it'll be running pretty soon. And then we'll get it to y'all.
1: Now, what about the intake? Did
0: you do anything there? Intake? Uh, nah, I still got the stock one on there. Um, I've looked and looked, and they all, like, really, all the research between me and Braden, guys, y'all going to forgive the dogs in the background, because my dog's an idiot and apparently barking at something, so. But anyway, um, all the stuff that I've seen, none of it was power or torquing. None of it was any better than the factory intake that was on it. Okay. You pretty much were doing it for looks. Yeah. Down the down so the injectors. road, you know, especially if I wanted to do the uh, show, it'd probably be smart to do it just for looks. Yeah, for looks, because yeah. that the way that uh, sheet metal uh, intake is, it's got a flat top, and you could put like a decal or logo on it. You know, that would go really well for it. So, yeah, yeah, maybe maybe do that later. Cool, you know, but hopefully it'll be it'll be ready sometime this year. I hope. Yeah, but if not, I <clears throat> I don't. I don't pressure braiding on it because his shop now is his sole income so I just tell him you know you get to it on the weekends or you know you call me if you want me to come help you and all that so yeah
1: but man I, I remember when he got his shop going at, at the house he had more work than we had at the shop oh yeah yeah
0: and a lot of it comes from just referrals to people he's worked on and I mean the guy won't work on anything from a tractor to a bmw so oh,
1: yeah yeah and he's a preacher
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, <laughs> I I knew when I met Braden, like <clears throat> he just had that vibe about him. Like this guy's, you know, he's legit. legit. Yeah. He's yeah. legit. He's good hearted dude. And then that's actually why he left us the, the first time. Um, <clears throat> some of it, I think was him wanting to be at home because his wife was pregnant. And was, uh, I think she has some complications. Don't quote me on that, but, he said he just had a, like, you know, God had showed him the way that he was going to be a youth minister and everything, and he just told him, he's like, that. this is the route I got to go. And then he, he stuck with it. And it I've courage, I've talked, man. It does. Yeah. And I, I've asked him before, like, dude, because he's told me before he deals with anxiety and he gets nervous a lot on certain stuff, and I say, how do you do it running your business? And then – you're also a pastor of a church, and, you know, a lot of people call him for guidance and just want to, you know, sure. talk to him. And, he's, you know, pretty much like you said, he just takes one thing at a time. Yeah. But he has a lot on his plate for sure. Yes, he does. And then they got another kid now. So, and then he's, he was also um, doing uh, pilot lessons and getting his hours to be a pilot too. Oh,
1: wow, that's a trip. Yeah. <laughs> Dude.
0: So I guess, you know, like you said, the more hobbies you got, the less you got to worry about other things. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, keep you busy. It's kind of what I do with the kids, you know, just keep them real busy. Yeah, yeah. Try and get them outside, you know, playing.
0: Yeah. That's one thing I've been glad for is Hannah loves to go outside. I just – I really need to get a bigger fence built in the backyard so she has more yeah. to do because being right here by this road, it scares me to death her being out there. Sure.
1: What about YouTube? Is she watching YouTube a lot? TikTok?
0: Uh, no TikTok. YouTube, um, there's something called the Boma Bum- and Whisker Haven and okay. stuff like that. But hmm. her mom's pretty good about monitoring whatever she... And I think the tablet, I'm pretty sure it's got parental controls and all that. But yeah. she's, you know, any kid, Blue's Clues, uh, Bluey, she watches... Whatever the ones are, they're on Netflix. There's so many of them. Like, there's sometimes she'll come in there and, Daddy, I want you to turn this on for me. Well, baby, I don't know what that is. Well, I'll show you, and I'll just be going through, and she'll point it out. That's it right there. You know that, Daddy. Mm. I do now. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: Connor's gotten into watching Family Guy. Dude loves <laughs> it, man.
0: <laughs> what a great show. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. It's terrible. But, you know, a lot of people look at shows like that or other stuff and they're like, I don't want my kids watching this. But I can remember being younger watching older action movies. Like when I was a kid, that's how my mom occupied me. Oh, yeah. You put Schwarzenegger, Stallone, Van Damme on, I'm there all day. And, you know, there was some stuff in it as a kid that you'd be like, I don't know if they need to see that. I, could, I didn't even comprehend what a sex scene was when I was that age. All I knew was, like, he's kicking this dude in the face. Oh, yeah. And didn't even know what the storyline was. And when I got older and go back and watch him, I'm like, oh, well, now I know what the movie was about instead of him just fighting, you know, 12 guys at one time. <laughs>
1: well, I remember being at his age, and I'd already seen porn by that time. You know, I'd, How old is Connor now? He's 14. Oh, yeah, Yeah. me too. Yeah, we'd seen porn. We'd seen just crazy shit Was it magazine movies? Yeah, and and a little VHS tape. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. terrible porn. You know, big (laughs) hair, you know.
0: (laughs) The plumber's coming over, and they're sitting on the flower couch or something.
1: Oh, yeah, they got finished, and the guy said, my pee-pee hurts. (laughs) (laughs) You know, just silly.
0: Yeah. I guess, you know, when you're a parent, you're just like, you want to shelter them from that, but at the same time, you look back and go, well, I did it. You know, yeah. it turned out just fine. So, oh, yeah.
1: I look at my kids, and I'm like, man, they're so innocent. Yeah. Yeah, because I was a hellion, I guess.
0: Yeah. I, I hear that from a lot of parents. Actually, Eric at work, like, he talks about his kid all the time. Sounds like he's a great kid, and he's like, man, I don't know how he turned out like he did, because I've done a lot of crazy stuff when I was young, and he's done great, you know. Oh, yeah. Some of it now, though, could be – just cell phones and stuff. You know, you can't get away with the stuff we did.
1: Well, I don't think kids play outside like we did.
0: No, definitely not.
1: Yeah, because I was outside every day. As soon as I got home from the bus, yeah. I was playing football or doing something.
0: Where my where my parents or where my mother still lives, like it was a, it's it's a neighborhood of uh, trailers, but it's not a trailer park. Like everybody has their own lot kind of deal. So there was at least. I'd say at least six kids at all times around that neighborhood. So when we got out of school, we were outside playing tag, kickball, and then when we got older, it was basketball every day. Yeah. And even on the weekends when we would have uh, the guys next door, uh, it was three brothers, you know, Christian. It was him and his two older brothers. They would maybe have someone stay with them, and then somebody would stay with me. So we had like three or four different teams two guys and we'd stay out there from nine o'clock eight o'clock at night to three in the morning how we didn't drive my parents crazy i don't know but i guess they knew we wouldn't do anything bad so but sure that's all it was like if we were playing video games it's because it was too late and we come inside or it was raining you know we stayed outside yeah and yeah, we did too
1: <clears throat> late at night i mean just oh yeah, yeah.
0: I don't know how my mom, which well, she probably did, but how my parents didn't worry. We would, like, we would get these big boots that would, like, come up to our knees and just be walking in the woods, and there was little creeks out there in, like, swampy areas. Man, if I walk through that now, I'm like, where's the snake? it yeah. back then, it was just, didn't care.
1: Yeah, no thought about it. No,
0: yeah. none at all. Just dive right in. And then <laughs> right behind my mom, my parents' house, there's this drop-off, like a red mud hill, and there was a tree that it fell down right beside it. So, for some odd reason, we would always want to go out there and, like, who can conquer the hill without using the tree to get up it? Hmm. And we all come inside and wear nice blue jeans and our clothes, you know, full of red mud. Our parents would be mad. <laughs> I told you not to go back down that hill. Why do you keep doing that? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. It was just something to do, though.
1: My middle daughter's like that, man. We got her some Jordans. She begged for them, and two weeks later, she had just about destroyed them, <laughs> playing with the little boys next door. I was like, yeah. "Girl, what are you doing?"
0: <laughs> I can remember my mom bought me a pair. I don't. I want to say they were Adidas. She's like, "You can take these with you when you go to Justin's house, but don't mess them up." Then we get to his house and he had like all types of like old pallets and wood from barns and stuff. So we go in the woods beside his parents' house and build us like a fort and all this stuff. Uh, the shoes were destroyed by the weekend. Yeah. And they were supposed to be the ones for school. Mama was not happy.
1: That's what I was trying to explain to her. I was like, man, when I was a kid, I would have loved to have had a pair of Jordans, but we just couldn't afford them. You know, I, I yeah. didn't get them. You're very fortunate to, yeah. to be able to get these and,
0: and very take care of them.
1: But, you know, it's like... She doesn't hear that or something because I
0: I don't think I think yeah I was out of high school before I even had my first pair of Jordans. I, like when I got when I was in high school, my both of my parents were on disability at this point. My dad he worked until I think it was my freshman year. He fell off a uh off a loader. And his back centered the bucket while the bucket was, like, on the ground like this. So he pretty much just – and it screwed his back up. He had to have back surgery. But anyway, the reason for that is then I started getting a check from him every month. And my mom would only let me use it for clothes. Hmm. Like, if you're going to use any of it, it's going towards clothes. You're not spending it on, you know, toys, movies, CDs, whatever. Every now and then she would let me. But after that, like, I can remember a friend of mine come to my house – probably my sophomore year and like when he showed up we lived in a double wide, and he shows up to the house he's like man i thought y'all lived in like a big house or something no <laughs> what he's like, "Well, you always got these nice clothes and new shoes and i was like "It's because that's all my mom lets me use my money for yeah you know and i was a Allen iverson fan so i always went with his shoes and everybody else had Jordans. so i guess that's one reason why
1: did Do you remember um Reebok pumps.
0: Yes. Yes. I I remember the first time I got a pair, I was just like pumping them like, I'm going to jump higher. Oh, wow. And really believing it when I come off the ground that I was really jumping higher, but obviously I wouldn't, but all it was doing was making my foot tighter.
1: <laughs> I never got a pair of those either, but I did get a pair of the LA gear pumps and they were the shittiest shoe
0: <laughs> ever. <laughs> and you know, the bat now LA gears, they've, they come back just a few years ago, and the cheapest one's like 150 bucks. Oh, that's nuts! Yeah, like yeah. shoes now have become what baseball cards used to be back in the, our time. Mm. And I'm not buying a shoe to, to collect it to say, "Oh, I got this." You know, yeah. it's sitting in my closet. No, like I have a lot of shoes. I am a sneakerhead, probably just because of my mom only letting me buy clothes with my money. Yeah. That and when. Uh, like me and Ben talked about, I can remember the first time I got bullied slash picked on was because I didn't have a name brand shoe. Yeah. So that accredited to it too. But I got I got some friends and people I know that like they're in line or they're pre-ordering. No, I'm not, you know, 300 $500 for a shoe? No, thank you.
1: Now, are they wearing the shoes or are they just kind of putting them up?
0: Some of them do. Some of them put them up. Yeah. And... I, the ones that do wear it, I, kudos to you because that's what it's meant to do. Sure. You know, I, but and some of them are uh, cousins that are younger. Okay. Uh, some uh, on Whitney side, and you know they they don't have like big responsibilities right now, so they can, they can do that. I could see it if I was making decent money. Yeah. You know, maybe wanting to have the the it thing, but not like Eminem and uh, Jordan done a. Thing with a Carhartt and done a Carhartt. It was the Eminem Carhartt edition Jordan fours. That shoe's like twenty grand. Holy shit! Like I, I don't care that it's Carhartt and Eminem has something. To, that's not worth twenty thousand dollars. It's the same shoe. I got a pair of Jordan fours in there now. It's the same thing, different material. Mm. But like I said, it's just sneakers have become a, a collector item more than something you wear. Yeah. And. The older I get, it's more about the comfort than the look. Oh, yeah. you know.
1: Yeah, when you're old you just want comfort. Yeah, I
0: never I never thought I would get to that point. I always told myself, No, nah, I'm always gonna have to hit shoes and all that But now realizing oh those shoes wasn't as comfortable as I thought they were. You know, I'd rather have this little cross trainer or running shoe and my feet and back not hurt.
1: And it, it's not just shoes, too. With shirts, I want something comfortable, something nice cotton. Uh, I don't care what it looks like, really.
0: And, man, cotton is, is so hard to come by now. Like socks, for instance. Anytime you get a sock now, it's at least 70% polyester. Oh, yeah. And to me, they make my feet sweat. Then your shoes stink and all that. And if you, But if you ever find 100% cotton, no problems at all.
1: Yep. That yeah. or wool. Yeah. Wool socks are great.
0: But And definitely on the shirts, like, I hate some of the ones you wear now and you put them on and you reach over to tie your shoe or just pick them off the floor and it feels like the shirt's halfway up your back. Yeah, the cut. Like, when did they start making shirts like this? Yeah. I, I, and then I don't like them where they go past my elbow if it's hmm. a short sleeve shirt. Like, I'm not big on that either, but. times change I never thought there'd be a time where uh, young guys were wearing pants as tight as uh, girls you know and that was an it thing
1: yeah that's definitely the 80's coming back
0: yeah yeah and the um, the girls wearing the like the high waist pants and stuff seems to be coming back too oh yeah with the bell
1: bottoms oh yeah. yeah yeah silly
0: all that stuff comes full circle again not everything can be like a Chuck Taylor or Adidas Shelton, just stay in style over the years. Yeah,
1: like a, a Chuck Taylor in a flannel shirt or something like that. That that was
0: you give me a yeah. pair of Chuck Taylors and I always go buy like an insole from it, like a Doctor Schultz, but you, that's one of the most comfortable shoes you'll ever wear to me. Yeah. Doesn't hurt my feet and like you have plenty of room, you don't have like the sides of it pushing on your foot or any of that, so but they're so expensive now. I remember Journey's had them for 29.99 now like the cheapest one 65 bucks I remember I think the leather ones back in the day maybe were 40 and now they're I, I hadn't even looked but if the normal ones are 65 I'm sure the leather's close to 100 what about the ones that slash wears didn't he wear the leather ones he wears the leather but his are also the all black with the white toe okay that's like yeah. Hmm. because it's black shoestrings, the stitching on it's black, nothing's... The only part that's white is the toe and the sole. Yeah. And to me, they stand out even better. But... Maybe it's just because Slash is wearing them, too. He's a (laughs) a bad man. (laughs) That he is. He's... I don't know. Everything about that dude just screams rock and roll, man. Yeah. I don't know that it even gets any more rock and roll than Slash. Dude... Like, there's probably some more technical players but just deep down like rock and roll to the core I think slash is it.
1: Oh yeah, and it's blues rock too, you know, it's it's blues based. Yes.
0: Yeah. And that's some of my favorite music. Like Guns N' Roses Slash and even like a lot of the older Motley crew. Yeah. You know, it had that blues rock and even like A C D C that I love Metallica and Pantera and stuff like that. But the 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 blues type rock that way, like Guns N' Roses. And even when Skid Row was, uh, you know, yeah. in their prime, like before Sebastian got to be a douche. But And that, the Stones, Rolling Stones. Yeah, I mean, the Stones, yes. Yeah. I love it. I had to warm up to the Stones over the years. Like when I was younger, like me and Ben talked on the last one, I always went with the It music. Like whatever's on the radio, I wanted to know the song that way when you hung out with people or you knew with the it crowd, I knew the what was going on. Yeah. And now the older I get, I go back and just try to find stuff that I missed or passed up because of that. And the Stones were one of them, but I mean, I've been on them for a long time now. I'm definitely more of a Stones guy than a Beatles guy.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I like the Beatles too.
0: I, I do, but I I lean more towards the Stones. Yeah
1: something about that simple rock that they produced was just classic man. it's, oh, yeah. it's, it's timeless
0: yeah you know? definitely yeah. I mean that's why it's used in so many commercials and so many people do covers of them too oh yeah yeah
1: yeah. something like, about simple just blues rock you know yep Tom Petty
0: oh yeah. yeah love some Tom Petty man we've lost I think so many good ones the past what three years or so yeah artists it sucks man <clears throat> but you had Tom Petty, you had Eddie, you had. Uh, well, Prince has been dead for a long time now, too. Dude,
1: Prince was a hell of a guitar player.
0: Yeah, he was very underrated. Like not a lot of people never talked about it because, I mean, didn't he play almost every instrument? To a I think certain so. Degree?
1: Yeah, and he was very critical of his bandmates. Yeah. Yeah. Very. Yeah. I, I Nobody see lasted. It. They fired his ass. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You could you could just tell her his demeanor, the way he was. He was probably a perfectionist. Yeah, at everything he did. But he was definitely one of a kind. Oh yeah. <clears throat> um. Actually, me and Whitney um, were having a talk one time, and it was right after he passed, and she was like, "If you could bring him or Michael Jackson back, who would you bring?" I said, "I'd bring Prince." Hmm. Like Michael Jackson was awesome, probably the greatest entertainer to ever live. You know, maybe. Him and James Brown, when it comes to, but he was an entertainer. Prince was an artist, sure. You know, and you got a full show if you. I'd have loved to see Prince. Like if I could have picked back in the day, I'd have went and saw him. Yeah. I mean, like I said, Mike was good and he could dance. He had the whole show, but it's it's just something about live music when you see somebody play their stuff. It it just brings it out for me, yeah. and. You find that I always, when I see a band, no matter if I like them or not, I always get a more respect for them when I see them live. Oh,
1: yeah. And they actually sound like the album.
0: Yes. Yes. Alice in Chains was one of them for me. Sweet. Like, they sound like, lick for lick, Jerry Cantrell did not miss nothing. And that singer was spot on. I don't know if they just if they do that every night or they just had a good night that night. And I, I, I was 100% sober, so it had nothing to do with altered <laughs> hearing or anything either. So, what venue were they at? The uh, the concert hall at the BJCC. Oh yeah, yeah. Good place to yeah. see a show. Yeah, definitely yeah. a lot better. Like when you have the the big arena in there, it's I don't know. Yeah, the concert hall is very intense. It's, it is. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That was a good one though.
1: Speaking of intense concerts, corn um, when they came to. Um, the music hall back in ninety six. That shit was wild. It was packed, man. Shoulder to shoulder, big mosh pit. And they sounded perfect.
0: Was you in the mosh pit?
1: Oh well, no, I was trying to get out of it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh Man, they came out on stage playing the bagpipes and it, it was just phenomenal.
0: I was just yeah. listening to them this week too. Like I went from what was it? It was corn and it was Lent Biscuit. It was some playlist I found on Apple Music and it just had all that stuff. I would have liked to seen corn.
1: I also seen Seven Dust in that same music hall. Yeah,
0: yeah. I saw them at um, Wild Bill's in Atlanta, that pub slash uh, arena, kind of a concert hall. That's thing. a big place, yeah. Jesus, dude, they were so loud. It was their homecoming. It was their first time playing in Atlanta, and I don't remember how many years. Because when we got there, we were, it was lined up to get in, <clears throat> and there was guys out there like doing trivia stuff, and there was like. Who tonight's having the homecoming and all that? And I was like, I didn't know it was a homecoming, but I know it they're from Atlanta. Yeah. I was like, Seven dust. He goes, That's right. And I was thinking, Do I get a shirt or something? And, no.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I was just the lucky one as sure. But that was the loudest concert I've ever been to.
1: You know, Morgan Rose is probably one of the most underrated drummers out right now. He he's a mm-hmm. damn good drummer. He he is.
0: Yeah. They're go. they're a solid band too though. Oh yeah. They they really are. And that night, <clears throat> uh, what's the lead singer's name? Uh, is it Sonny? Or Sully? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, the <clears throat> Black Label was headlining the thing. And, like, he had been harassing Zach for years that he wanted a Black Label vest, and he didn't know he was getting it, and Zach came out there and gave it to him. He was like, fuck yeah, we're about to do a song together right now. You're not walking backstage. It was, it was a cool night. Hmm. And uh, Dope opened the show for him. Okay. Their lead singer was about as tall as his chair. Oh, wow. (laughs) I didn't realize he was that short. Like, I was going to the bathroom. I I was like, hey, you're a – he's like, yeah. I was like, great show, dude. And I was like, dang, that dude was short. He looked a lot (laughs) bigger on stage. (laughs) He's got a heck of a voice to be that big or that small, I should say. But. Yeah, definitely. I definitely listen to a lot more Seven Does after seeing that concert, for sure. I wish something would come local, man. I, I'm Like I was telling you, I just want to go see a band.
1: Yeah, I'd like to see the Chili Peppers. They're doing Blood, Sex, Sugar, Magic tour right now, I think.
0: We need to check into the dates. Yeah. I'd like to see them. That's definitely yeah, one on the bucket list. For
1: Shawnee's back playing with them. Really? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I feel bad for the guitar player that played with him for the last ten years, though, because he just kind of got pushed to the side when John joined back. Yeah, yeah.
0: I guess when you take that kind of job, you kind of look, you kind of have that in the back of your mind. You know what I mean? So,
1: yeah. I I mean, he made great money and probably had a hell of a time playing. Oh yeah. yeah, I'm sure
0: he's not. I'm sure it bothers him, but at the same time, I'm sure he's not hurting for anything. So. And most most players like that normally have their own thing going anyway, you know, that people don't know about. Because, like, Mark Chimani, I never even knew he had a band yeah. until uh, Rick at work told me, he said, like, he's got his own gig. And I was like, what? Hmm. I thought he was just playing with Alter Bridge. And when Creed got back together for that little period of time, until Scott Stapp went <laughs> back off the rails again, Kind of like Jason uh Jason Newstead, he he still got a, some kind of thing going now. But I always enjoyed watching him play with Metallica too. I kind of wish they would let him come on for like a tour and I mean leave Rob on there with him. Oh yeah. But like his some of his background vocals and stuff and his like, you know, yelling and getting the crowd into it really made the show pretty good. You
1: know, I think there's a mix on YouTube where they actually turn the bass up in some of those older Metallica albums so you can actually hear it. It sounds killer, man.
0: Yeah, yeah. He got a raw deal when he joined them. Like, they pretty much bullied him. Sure. Or James and Lars did. I don't see Kurt being a bully of anything. Yeah. He's Too much of a lay, laid back hippie. You know. But because I think Jason even pointed on that a lot of when he finally left was like he was doing some of the writing or like bringing stuff up and they're like, "No, nah, you're not doing that. You know, we brought you in to be a bass player. That's it." Hmm. Now I might be. Misquoting it, but I I think that's what he said in interviews and stuff. But I think even James and Lars have apologized and said they were. But you know they probably weren't in the best state of mind back then either. Sure. You know
1: Van Halen did that too. Oh yeah, Yeah, it's terrible, terrible, terrible.
0: (laughs) Very. They talked like Eddie was hard to deal with, especially when he was drinking and on drugs. I can imagine.
1: I always liked the bass lines in the older Van Halen albums. Oh,
0: dude, yeah. Michael Anthony was the heart and soul of that band too. He was, dude. I mean, and his vocals, dude. He can, he had a voice on him.
1: You wouldn't think he could get that high. No, yeah. no,
0: you wouldn't because <clears throat> before I ever saw him like play live and like knew that was him, I I assumed it was David. Yeah. You know, but no, Michael Anthony's got it, man. I hate we never got to see him play with him again before Eddie passed. That's another
1: underrated drummer, Alex Van Halen. Yes. Yeah. Yeah,
0: he's really good.
1: Very creative,
0: yeah. too. Isn't it crazy that they started off on the opposite? opposite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is. I th- I think Rick was telling me Vinnie Paul and uh, bag were the same way. Really? I, I, wa- I think that's what he was telling me. That's. I said, that doesn't surprise me.
1: That was another good concert I'd seen um, was Pantera. Great I, Southern Train Kill. I'm so jealous. That,
0: that was, that so was at jealous. Oak Mountain. Oh, I yeah. that was a good one. Yeah, that was... That was, awesome. that was one that was gone way too soon. Yeah. Dime was, he was really good. Pan, Pantera had that heavy, but it wasn't over the top to where it was the growling, yelling, you know, heavy metal. Yeah. Phil had a great voice, even though he could do the the yell or the deep growl type deal, but he also had a voice too.
1: And Dime, and he had a lot of catchy guitar parts. Yeah, that's yeah. what made them that and how
0: fast he was. Yeah, definitely. He has some long fingers, too, man. When you watch him play and then when you hold one of his guitars, how wide that neck feels is real flat and just it seems.